What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. It was another jam-packed week for the Washington Commanders, second week of the offseason, and so much stuff has already happened, and so there's so much stuff to look forward to in the next few months and throughout the rest of the offseason as well. So today, we're going to be giving updates on the offensive coordinator search for the Washington Commanders. We're going to be giving updates on the selling process that Dan Snyder and Jeff Bezos. We have an update there between those two. Also, uh, we're going to talk about another Washington commander that got elected to the Pro Bowl after he was being uh, he was put as an alternate. And then now since uh, a player said he won't be able to play due to an injury, um, uh, Washington commanders now have five Pro Bowlers that are going to play in the Pro Bowl. Then we're going to talk about the Senior Bowl a little bit as four commanders assistants were elected to coach in the Senior Bowl. So that is great news to hear. And then we're going to cap it off with some championship game predictions because the championship games are now set. The 49ers play the Eagles and the Bengals play the Chiefs. So we'll end it with that as well. But yeah, let's just get started with some of the offensive coordinator candidates. We talked about Daryl Bevel, I believe, a little bit last week, the Dolphins quarterback coach. And then I think like a day or maybe two days before his interview, he declined before setting one up. So um, yeah, that's unfortunate. But then also the Dolphins running back coach, Eric Studsville, he seems to be one of the main front runners for this upcoming position of being the offensive coordinator. He's the co- He was the co-offense coordinator for the Miami Dolphins in 2021, and he was the run game coordinator there too. Again, he's the running backs coach in Miami. He was with the Broncos and the Bills from 2004, 2009 with Buffalo, and then 2010, 2016 with the Denver Broncos. He's also spent time with the Bears and the Giants as well. Um, he's most infamously known for the calling the screenplay um, into the Dolphins' own end zone that one time back in 2021, which ended up being a safety. A lot of Dolphins fans don't like him. A lot of Dolphins fans want him gone. So he's not really one of my um, preferred choices, let's just say, at the offensive coordinator spot. So now moving on to the next guy. This guy is actually not from the Dolphins like the first two. Charles London. The Atlanta Falcons quarterback coach, he interviewed last Thursday. Uh, I forgot to mention, Studsville interviewed on Monday. So I believe that's going to be the day before this episode comes out. But it's today for me because I'm recording it on Monday. But Charles London is interviewed last Thursday. And he's also a front runner for the um, position as well, I would say. Because there's been a lot of talk about Charles London. I know the Falcons, they have a great run game over there. They ran the ball a lot this season in Atlanta. So I think since uh, since Washington and Ron Rivera like to do that 2-1 run-pass ratio thing, I think Charles London would be probably a pretty good fit if uh, Washington wants to do that. Another guy, Pat Shermer, the former Giants head coach, and most recently the Broncos offense coordinator from 2020 to 2021. He was the NFL assistant coach of the year in 2017. A lot of experience going all the way back to 1990. He also interviewed last week as well for the position. So, um, those are all pretty much the four guys I would say. Oh, and then and you have Thomas Brown as well, who interviewed last week, or maybe it was on Monday or last week, but he interviewed as well uh, for the position. He's the Rams tight end coach. So you know, those are the five guys that are probably the main five candidates outside the building. We go inside the building, and uh, Ken Zampezi, the commander's quarterback coach, is like the pretty big candidate if they want to go inside the building. That's the only guy, I believe, inside the building that they've interviewed for this position. I would definitely say he's a downgrade from Scott Turner because he doesn't have that much experience yet. And then also he spent some time as an offense coordinator in Cleveland and did not do great over there. He got fired two games into the season because he couldn't score a touchdown in two games. So that is not great. You'd also bring a very uh, very similar play calling uh, and style to the offense that we had um, last week or last season, sorry, with uh, Scott Turner. So 
it's uh, not that great, um, I would say, uh, if we do bring in Ken Zampezi. But again, that's my, that might be what we have to do because Ron Rivera will probably be fired at some point in the middle of next season unless something dramatically changes. So um, it's not really a very appealing spot. If that wasn't the case for Ron Rivera and Ron Rivera's job was secure, this definitely would be one of the more intriguing spots to be an offensive coordinator with the amount of weapons that we have. Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, um, Curtis Samuel as well, who we use this year as like a Debo Samuel. So again, if Ron Rivera wasn't on the hot seat, this would be a very intriguing place to be an offensive coordinator. But again, um, we already had Ben Johnson decline, Daryl Bevel decline. It's not looking great for the top candidates that could be also also could be head coaches at some point in the next few years as well. Some other candidates that have recently showed up, Greg Roman, he uh, stepped away from the Baltimore Ravens as their offensive coordinator. And um, he was assistant coach of the year in 2019. He's had a great run game in Baltimore for um, like pretty much ever since he was there back going back to 2019 every single year greg roman was the offense coordinator in baltimore they had a top five run game with having the number one run game in the nfl twice which is incredible so if we again if we want to do that two one run pass ratio stuff that ron rivera has been um talking about then greg roman would probably be the best choice but i don't really see it happening I think Greg Roman might step away from the game for a year is what um, I feel like what the, the message that was sent when Greg Roman stepped away uh, from the Baltimore Ravens, but nothing confirmed there. And then Byron Leftwich fired um, by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers early last week. He was the former Bucks offensive coordinator. He is from the D.C. area, so that is probably intriguing if he wants to go back to D.C., and then before this year, he was actually a head coaching candidate, especially looked into uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars head coaching position last year. So uh, again, I mean, they had a really bad year offensively in Tampa Bay this season, but there's still some intriguing intriguing stuff with um, Byron Left, which he uh, definitely would improve the passing game with uh, Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, if that was the case, if he came here. Again, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it will be either probably London, Shermer, Studsville, or Bevel, uh, or maybe Thomas Brown, if I had to guess. But yeah, that's pretty much all the candidates. If I had to rank them for right now, sorry, not Bevel, uh, because Bevel got, again, declined the interview and it's going to stay in Miami most likely. But Studsville, London, Shermer, Zampezi, and Thomas Brown are the five guys right now that are pretty much the five candidates. To get the job, if I had to rank them, I'd probably put Charles London at one. Sorry, no, Thomas Brown at one, the Rams tight end coach. He's a really good assistant coach, and um, I'd really like to see what he can do in a higher position at offensive coordinator. Then Charles London at two, and probably after that, again, I don't want any of these three guys being an offensive coordinator, so I won't really put them in any order. But after that, Studsville, Shermer, and Zampezi would probably be in that next group. But yeah, the two guys that I would want, Charles London and Thomas Brown, would probably be the two that um, at this point in the hiring cycle, I would like to have as our offensive coordinator. So yeah, that's the offensive coordinator update. Um, there's actually an, also a selling process update for the Washington Commanders as well. Jeff Bezos, it was announced by the New York Post, they reported it on Monday. Jeff Bezos is willing to sell the Washington Post to buy the Washington Commanders. There was a report last week that Jeff Bezos was mostly out, most likely out as the um, in that commander's process after not placing a first bid in that first group of selling or first group of bidding first turn of bidding i don't really know what to call it but in that first area where you could bid for the commanders he did not place a bid so most people thought he would be out 
But Jeff Bezos said that or he didn't say, but it was reported that he's willing to sell the Washington Post, which is big because one of the reasons why Dan Snyder won't sell the team to Jeff Bezos as easily as he would to other owners is because Jeff Bezos and the Washington Post have reported on all the bad stuff that Dan Snyder did. They had a huge report back in 2020. They've had all other multiple reports throughout the um, last few years as well. So uh, Dan Snyder does not like Jeff Bezos. He does not like the Washington Post. But yeah, I read the New York Post's post about uh, this situation and Jeff Bezos and the Washington Commanders and the Washington Post. And a, um, a little snippet I want to read out here is from a anonymous source or a source close to the situation. He said, I think Bezos's people could go to Dan and say as a gesture of goodwill, we are selling the paper. I think that would go a long way with Dan, which is pretty big because that means Dan's um, influence on the Washington Post and Jeff Bezos um, possibly selling it, it's pretty big. And I know Jeff Bezos has also been reports about him slowly going farther and farther away from the Washington Post. So him selling it has become more and more likely in the last few years as well, even without this Washington commander stuff. So that is pretty interesting. Again, um, so far, I, I think the front runner is still Josh Harris, the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers. He's still the front runner. Um, again, we, I, I said this last week, but Dan Snyder wants $7 billion for this team, and the most someone was willing to give him so far is $6.2 or $6.3 billion, which is definitely underneath what Dan Snyder wants. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, a new owner would be before free agency starts, most likely, is my guess, if there is a new owner and free agency starts on March 15th. So it's, something's going to happen in the next two months. If there's going to be a new owner, and if there is a new owner in the next two months, then I don't think there will be one, at least for this upcoming offseason. The annual league meeting is in late March, and I definitely expect something to be done before that. So, I again, um, if Dan Snyder wants to sell the team, I'd expect it to be in the next couple of months. In other news, and good news for the Washington Commanders, uh, I guess you could look at it as good news, Deron Payne has been elected to the Pro Bowl after an 11.5 sack, 18 tackles for loss season, 18 tackles for loss is the most by any inside defensive lineman this season. I definitely say he was the best of our front four on that defensive line this year, so props to him. I think he should have already been in over Jonathan Allen if one of those two had to be into the Pro Bowl, but I mean, props for him getting in. He's going to replace Aaron Donald, who said he won't be able to play in the Pro Bowl due to injury. I don't think Aaron Donald should have made it to the Pro Bowl anyways. For Deron Payne, it's his first Pro Bowl selection of his career, which is great. Um, it also is going to boost the price that teams will be willing ha to have to pay Deron Payne this upcoming offseason because now Payne can say, hey, I am a Pro Bowl defensive tackle. If you want me, you're going to have to pay a little bit. You're going to have to pay me as a Pro Bowl defensive tackle. So that's definitely going to raise the price um, for Deron Payne this offseason, which is not great. Um, if you look at it on the Washington perspective, I still hope that we re-sign him, but I feel it's becoming less and less likely. But yeah, Deron Payne elected to the Pro Bowl, five Pro Bowlers for the Washington Commanders this year, which is just huge. All right, moving on to the next thing. Four Commanders assistant coaches will be elected to coach in the Senior Bowl, which is great. The Senior Bowl, if you, in case you don't know, is an all-star game for rising NFL draft prospects. It was created by Jim Nagy to get more players and more prospects heard around NFL executives, NFL GMs, NFL scouts and stuff, which is just great stuff that he does. But yeah, all these uh, coaches will be coaching in a position higher than the position that they're currently in with the team. So right now, a lot of these, uh, pretty much all these coaches are assistants on the team, but they will actually be coaching in a higher position. So Ben Jacobs will be the special teams coordinator for one of the senior bowl teams. Travell Wharton will be the offensive line coach for one of the teams. Uh, Jennifer King will be the running backs coach for, I believe, the American team. 
And Ryan Kiergan will be the defensive line coach for the national team, which is great news. It's good experience for the coaches. Plus, the coaches will be able to look into more NFL draft prospects, especially in those day two, day three guys where we do have some picks to use on some people that will probably be in the senior bowl, some key players that um, these coaches will be coaching. Wharton, again, who's coaching the offensive line, will be uh, some players to look out for for him is Blake Freeland out of BYU, Dewan Jones out of Ohio State, and Jalen Duncan out of Maryland. Jalen Duncan was a guy I really liked, and before the season, I had him as a first-round talent, and I believe that uh, he could go in the first round. But I haven't done anything on him yet after the season. I'll have to look at his film. But uh, Jalen Duncan is definitely a guy that I would not mind on the Washington Commanders. And then Jennifer King will be the running backs coach as well. She's going to be coaching some guys like Chase Brown at Illinois and Rashawn Johnson out of Texas. And then Ryan Kerrigan, the defensive line coach, will be coaching Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame, KJ Henry out of Clemson, and Keon Brooks out of Georgia Tech. But yeah, these coaches will also be coaching other players as well. Among those, those are just some of the key names that um, that stood out to me when Isla first looked at the roster. So uh, great news for Washington, great news for the coaches as well, getting more experience. But yeah, overall, good job. And then finally here to wrap up the episode, championship game predictions, the NFC Championship, the 49ers and the Eagles, the AFC Championship, the Bengals and the Chiefs. It was a great weekend of games, uh, hoping for another great Sunday of games this upcoming Sunday as well. We'll start off here with the 49ers and the Eagles. I have the 49ers by four points. The 49ers coming into this uh, playoffs were my Super Bowl team. I have them going to the Super Bowl. And even though I am less confident in them, uh, beating the Eagles than I was at the beginning of the playoffs. I still think I'm going to I'm gonna stay stick with them. I have the 49ers by four points there in the NFC Championship game. And in the AFC Championship game, the Bengals and the Chiefs, a rematch of last year's AFC Championship. Give me the Chiefs by one. I also had the Chiefs making the Super Bowl before, this, um, before the playoffs started. So uh, I had the Chiefs being the Bengals in the AFC Championship game in my predictions, and I'm still going to stick with them here. Although, once more, I am less confident in the Chiefs being the Bengals, especially with Patrick Mahomes' injury. But yeah, that's uh, that's it. So I'm predicting a 49ers-Chiefs Super Bowl, the rematch of Super Bowl 54, which is going to be a great game if that does happen. But really, I'm fine with any team winning the Super Bowl out of these last four if it's not the Eagles. But yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode of Keeping Up With The Commanders. Um, Next week's episode will be an interesting one. Because uh, let's just say it's going to look a little different uh, on this podcast. I'll just say that. But yeah, thank you guys for watching another episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. See you guys in the next one. Peace.